Welcome to the Catwalk Through Life podcast. I'm your host, Rashi Stevens-Charlton. I'm a former model, TV host, and Miss India Global. I was featured in the book Roshni, Global and Emerging Leaders, and I have now created this space for listeners who need a little push of positivity to get through the series of events that we call life. Focusing on goals, positivity, and developing an overall healthy lifestyle inside and out with a backdrop of show business, join me as I share tips, stories, interviews, and so much more lifestyle inspiration. Welcome back to Catwalk Through Life. In this episode, I'm interviewing Kimmy Verma. She's known as an Indian-American actress working in Punjabi, Hindi, and English films. She also went on to becoming a famous fashion designer, Mrs. India USA, and the president of her own pageant, Miss Punjaban USA. She's a certified nutritionist from Stanford University and a wonderful mother. I can definitely say that this, this is one of my favorite podcast episodes that I've done. I thoroughly enjoyed having her on the Boss Lady series on Catwalk Through Life and I connected to everything she said on a different level. Everything she says, the advice she gives, her stories, her examples, everything she talks about can be applied to everyone, any field, any background. I found what she said so exceptional and I am so excited to share this interview with you today. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here is Kimmy Verma. Again, thank you so much, Kimmy, for coming on the Boss Lady series on Catwalk Through Life. Rashi, thank you so much uh, um, to you. I'm thankful you're having me. And I love the name of your show. I just love it. (laughs) I'm so glad. It's so fitting for you, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fitted for all the women. I think all of us are the same. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So just a little preview of the episode, Uh, we're just going to um, talk about a few topics with you, about your success, all the things that you've been involved in and created and um, your story and journey. And then I have a segment, it's called Advice from Kimi Verma. So I thought it would be perfect for you to, you know, give pieces of advice for those women that are looking to you for guidance. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, It's a pleasure pleasure to be here. So let's just start with where are you from and what was life before fame? Um, I am from India. In India, there's a northern state called Punjab. So I am basically from Punjab. But when I was in my um, middle school, we ended up moving to Mumbai, which is like a big metropolitan city. So I have have experience of a small town, like a village kind of a town, and then into a metropolitan city. So this is my uh, beginning of life, and uh, this is all in India. So you get the boat with the best of both worlds, right? The village life and the big city life. I would say so. I think uh, <laughs> really fortunate that when somebody talks about um, the mindset of a village or, you know, how things work there, I can totally understand it. And somebody talks about a big city, metropolitan, huge city, I can totally understand that because I grew up in Mumbai. So, so yes, you're right. Very fortunate, both worlds. <laughs> 
So what were you doing before all the fame came into your life and before you were in the limelight? What was life like? Was it just like regular everyday things you would do or did you have these aspirations of becoming, you know, such a, a per, someone that everyone looks up to? No, I had no aspirations. I had never thought of any fame or uh, never thought of being an actress. None. And uh, it's it just it so happened. You know, I really believe that, you know, the universe uh, plans your journey. There are ways shown to you. There are doors open for you. It's your duty to walk into them. That's exactly what happened with me. I was in that small town in Punjab when I was in my 10th grade. And that is the time I was offered my first movie. And I know it sounds really very bizarre that how did that happen um again i would no i did not put any effort into it um i did not try to be an actress or you know i did not audition for anything it was just a very fortunate situation that um, the writer of that film who had won national awards for his previous movies so he happened to my dad's friend from his childhood so when he was writing that the script of his film, his um, the movie that I did, the script was based on a 15-year-old girl, like, you know, how her journey was in the movie. And so he asked my dad, you know, if Kimmy can play the role of that girl. And I didn't even know, I had never even seen a movie. I had never seen any movie in my life. So I'm like, oh, dad said, okay, you know, we can ask her. And then I was like, fine, you know, let's just give it a try. So again, this is, you know, uh, in India, these are like board exams. So mm -hmm. I gave my 10th grade exam the next day I was shooting. Oh and, um, but that's how I got into it. But then do everything wholeheartedly. If a path is shown to you, you're walking on it, walk with all your heart. Don't be half-minded or, you know, like flicker-minded. No. So that's what happened. And then we moved to Bombay, uh, Mumbai, which was the plan anyways after my 10th grade. We were moving to Bombay and we, we did. So then in Mumbai, a big city, uh, totally different kind of life. And, um, and yeah, so that's what happened. Well, that kind of answers the second question. The second question was basically how you got into films. And um, that's that's so interesting that, you know, you weren't planning on it, and but that was just your destiny. And, and so you... Like you said, you went down that path because the universe guided you down that path and it became your success. <laughs> I would say so, yes. <laughs> totally, totally. So you were you've also become a very successful um fashion designer. So how did that happen? Uh that so happened when I was in Mumbai. Um I I'm very good in drawing. So I could draw really well, make really nice patterns and stuff. And then uh, Kenneth Cole, um, that's a company that, um, there was a company in Bombay that made shoes for Kenneth Cole. And I used to, work for that company, work with the as a freelancer to design the uppers of the shoes. So that's what I was doing. And then those uppers would go to China and the soles and the heels would put on and then they were shipped to the US. So because I was doing that, then I was in touch with Kenneth Cole. And I would say Kenneth Cole is perhaps one of the reasons that I ended up moving to the US. And uh, they suggested that why not I move here? Because I used to go to 
uh, New York, White Plains, for meetings with them at times on design. And um, then first I had really thought that I am not going to like the U.S. I mean, trust me, this is what I thought. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny now. Like, this is home. This is home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but again, you know, you don't know what's in your life. You know, when when we are young, we just feel like we know everything. I can say we know nothing. I mean, so how I knew old were you at that point? You were you were you were just out of college. I was just out of college. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. At that point, you probably didn't think you would like any other country because you knew your home at that point was still India, right? Yeah, it was Bombay. Bombay is like the for my, me, Bombay is my favorite city in the world in India. Yeah. Not in the world. In the world is LA. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's what it was, you know. Um, so that's again, you know, an opportunity that came to me and I um I acted on it. Then I actively to move to US and um I didn't know anybody in the US and, and I ended up being here. Wow. Wow. And then your, your fashion designing, it, it took off here too, right? In the U.S.? Yes. And after, um, because I was just doing the uppers of shoes, mm-hmm. but I could draw really nice dresses. And then I worked for another company here called Scala. And uh, I was their main um, designer. And then I um, dealt a lot with China because we used to make dresses back in China. So that gave me a lot of international exposure to the making of the things and exporting them and, you know, all the logistics and everything. Yeah. So everything's like a learning curve. And I'm glad that I could uh, be in the business and learn about it. So and after Scala, after I resigned from Scala, then I started my own company. Yeah. Um, that is just so interesting because I'm picturing everything you're saying. And it's just like, it's that saying that only when you look back, you can connect the dots, right? Because you were making, you said the uppers of shoes and then you got connected to Kenneth Cole and through them, you know, that led to coming to the U S and then one thing led to another. And before you know it, you had your own successful fashion company. Exactly. And, and you know, uh, again, the, the dresses, um, I, I always loved um, drawing them, designing them on paper, but I had never made a dress by myself. I hadn't. But for, for sure, I could tell, like, you know, as from we're from India, you know, we see our mothers getting dressed up to go to weddings or to go yeah. to some special events or religious uh, ceremonies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see, you know, I'm sure you have seen that too. And we yeah. see how our mothers have a special glow on the face when they wear their favorite sari or the Indian dress and they wear the jewelry and they mm-hmm. do the lips. So pretty and happy. So I think um, that kind of um, um, got into my head that when a woman wears a dress, an outfit that she likes, that she wants to wear, she just... She, uh, you know, her mental state climbs various stairs altogether. So she's on a hard place mentally and physically overall. So I think uh, I feel dresses are very empowering. No, that's so true. You know, it's a it's a proven fact scientifically that if someone is down, depressed or sad, you know, just in an upset mood, if you or unmotivated, if you dress up, and you get yourself ready, maybe put on makeup or do your hair or look presentable, wear something nice, it actually lifts your mood. So what you're saying is really 100%. Like, that is so true. 
<laughs> yep. So I thought, you know, this uh, absolutely, as you're saying, it, and, and uh, exactly what you said, plus dress is the starting point for everything else. Like, you know, we pick our hairstyle, our makeup, our bag, our other jewelry, according to the dress that we're wearing. So first thing that we pick is the outfit. So I would say, yeah. To everything that you said, absolutely. I think it's big, big yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I know growing up, once I stopped being a tomboy <laughs> when I was younger <laughs> and then loved like all the girly things, I loved dresses. I had such a collection of like evening gowns because like you said, it's, it's powerful. If you have a beautiful dress, you can feel so empowered wearing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so for, to all the people who say, "Oh no," as just, uh, no, 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 people, you really need to open up your mind. <laughs> very true. So, speaking of dresses, you probably were feeling very empowered wearing one when you won the Mrs. India USA pageant. Oh yes. I How did. did you feel winning that title? Great. First, I'll tell you about the dress. Uh, the dress was designed by me. Uh, one best evening also on the past. Another thing that I feel always is when you get to a certain level, you win something, you achieve something. Besides being happy that you're achieving it, it comes with a sense of responsibility because you have it and now you have to make sure that you are running that legacy nicely and you're, you know, you're putting in every effort to make sure that others who want to follow you are learning the right things. So I, I feel every success that you must have noticed, right, that when a success does come to you, along with that, don't you feel responsible too? And oh, making course. sure that you um, that you're making the most of it, and not just for yourself, but for others to follow. There's so many young girls in this world who look up to for uh, women who can be their examples. So absolutely. So I would say it's both. You know, it's very a lot of happiness, empowering, and a great responsibility, which I loved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you went on from winning a pageant to starting your own pageant company. What was the process in starting Miss Punjab in USA? Uh, two things. Uh, one, of course, you know, I feel that every woman has a story all over the world. doesn't matter where you're from. All women have gone through some kind of challenges. All women have gone through some kind of, um, uh, some problems, some issues. And Every female's life is a story. So I just wanted to make sure that every they all get a chance, they all get a platform to do their best, to kind of, you know, if their stories can inspire so many others around. And I wanted to make sure that my pageant somehow um, makes that possible for more and more women. And I started the Miss Punjaban because I'm from Punjab and we see that, you know, uh, many women don't get equal status as men overall. And I wanted to make sure that I should be able to, I should give them a platform, I should give them a chance to do the best that they can do. So that's how I started Miss Punjaban and uh, added the Miss and Mrs. NRI, because I feel married women need as many chances too. Mm -hmm. So not... not both the pageant so and uh, the journey um, 
it's I feel you know once you decide to do something and you take the first step things started to open up you know you start getting the support you start but you have to do it with full uh, dedication and really desire and want to do it for others not things to do for yourself those things may not grow fast enough but when you want to make sure that you are involving others doing stuff for the community for others miracles happen that's very inspiring I'm sure you helped, you know, the contestants know what to do, like guide them when it came to uh, grooming themselves into these, you know, um, beautiful ladies as they already were, but because you have also a background in nutrition, right? So you would be able to advise them how to live a lifestyle that supports what they're trying to do in competing in that pageant that you have. Yes, um I studied at Stanford University nutrition science um because I really feel that the first most important thing for anybody all the women and men should be their health. You know, even okay, I know many of them want to say oh it's the kids oh it's that you know if it's not your health first you can then the kids will be taking care of you. because you're not in good health or whoever loves you your spouse or your partner they'll have to take care of you if you're in bad health i think the first thing is to take care of your health and that's how you can inspire others and you can help them take care of their health i've never heard that and that is so that's life changing just hearing you say that you know if you don't take care of your own health then your children are going to be ending up taking care of your you or your spouse and you can you know just inspire your children by taking care of yourself that's so that's like life changing advice it's so simple but i guarantee most people don't think about that thank you yeah i think exactly it's so important and you know the other thing which is like you know just think of a simple thing when you have health you have a thousand dreams when you don't have health you have just one dream to be in better health that's it so let's start at the better health part so that everything else becomes easier and achievable than all the things that you're dreaming of whatever you want to achieve in life that will be more in reach if you have your health in reach first otherwise half the time you'll be taking care of like your health taking this medicine doing this doing that or cribbing or crying or depressing it should not be like that understand the right way of working towards having a wholesome complete and happy life with your health first wow i love everything you just said i'm honestly going to write this down <laughs> as like reminders to myself because i'm very much on the same page as you like i completely am always talking about like health is first because if you don't have your health you don't have anything like you said if you have your health everything beyond that is becomes more achievable because you have your health to go and achieve those things so what you said is is amazing i love it i don't read your blogs i read your things about your health also about the <laughs> journey and everything that is so inspiring keep that on you know thank that you is- thank you thank you so okay 
Uh, besides all of these successes that you've achieved in life, you're also a mother. So how you're, you're honestly, you're like superwoman. you're super mom. You, you've, you've been able to achieve so much, give back to your community so much, create opportunities for so many women and so many people. You're an inspiration, but then also you're a mom. So how do you do it? Kimmy, how do you do everything? Thank you. You make it sound good. You know, look at the world around us. I see women in every country, in every culture doing exactly the same. You know, they do so much in whichever way that they possibly can. And um, and thank you for uh, saying all the things. Uh, of course, it's I'm, the truth. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I have to say, you know, being a mother uh, makes you more responsible. It just makes you into a powerhouse. I would say, you know, I, this is wrong way when, you know, women are like, oh, I wanted to do this, but then I had kids, so I didn't do that. No, no, no. Having kids increases your power. You know, mentally think about it. Like you have kids because the universe thought you're capable of um, bringing up another life in this world and bringing up the lives, you know, it's just, I feel like we don't own our children. We were just used by the universe, you know, our bodies, our resources were used to bring those those kids into the world and to instill right values into them and to bring them up. That's your duty. So, and um, the, the, the point is to, I think being a mother creates more power. Like you're mentally, you feel so much more powerful. And now it's really important that you do the things more and in a correct and better way. And why should you be teaching your kids that, oh, you know, I wanted to achieve that. I couldn't because you happened or this. No, nothing happened. You should do all that you want to do. And your kids should see that their mother is a working mother. And plus, I have been, again, very fortunate. My parents live with me. So I can say, am I, I cannot take all the credit because they helped me a lot. My husband, my mother, my dad. So they're there. Like I, I mean, you've seen how much I travel. I'm able to do that because I have my parents who are still helping me. So yeah. I, I don't know. I'm very fortunate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mother always says that any any achievement, anything that you're working on, if you have, you know, the blessings from your parents or your family it, you know, will become a success. So, I mean, you have that and you're so lucky and, you know, it just shows that you, you and your family are so, you know, close that you guys work together like this and your child is only going to be, you know, brought up seeing that. So she's going to have those values as well. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I would say, you know, I'm really old school thinker and I don't feel that, um, um, that I am taking care of my parents no I still feel that they are taking care of me <laughs> <laughs> you guys are our team <laughs> 
If you have seen pictures or video footage of my wedding, or if you've heard me talk about it, or if you've heard guests talk about it, you'll know that a very special part and a very important part of our wedding were the arrivals. My husband arrived to our wedding on a beautiful decorated white horse provided by Cindy Cinderella Carriages. These types of arrivals are traditional for Indian weddings. So if you're planning your Indian wedding, or if you're looking for Cinderella Carriages, or horses in general for your special event, check out Cindy's Cinderella Carriages. We had our wedding in Newport Beach and they are located in Riverside, so it was perfect. But definitely contact them to see if they could provide service to your wedding or your special occasion. Cindy's Cinderella Carriages provide different costumes and blankets that they decorate the beautiful horse with. They have four different types of of colors and patterns. They pride themselves on how calm and well-trained the horses are during the ceremony, which is perfect for beginner riders. They can also provide a Cinderella carriage for the bride, which comes decorated with white silk flowers along with any color to match your theme. And I've seen people use this for not only weddings, but other special occasions and significant ceremonies in their life. If this is for a wedding and the groom is nervous about riding the horse, they can offer a New York style carriage, which also comes decorated with flowers. So either way, you're going to have a royal, amazing arrival. This is the company that you want to work with to give you that dream arrival to your special ceremony, to your special event. And I truly believe that Cindy Cinderella Carriages is the way to go. Please visit their site at cindycinderellacarriages.com, cindy underscore cinderella underscore carriages on Instagram. You'll see that this will complete your special occasion and you will be so happy with the service that they provide and the dream that they help come true. Cindy Cinderella Carriages. Okay, so moving into the next segment is advice from Kimmy Verma for all those people, all those women that, you know, want to follow in your footsteps, that you inspire. I think this will be a great uh, section for them. So advice for any new actress. What would you advise a new actress? Uh, For anybody who um, wants to get into acting is an actor and my advice would be, you know, you have to do everything wholeheartedly, like every scene that you're doing, every shot that you're doing. And don't only be dependent on putting the social media out. And I mean, I think those are things that are important in today's time, but it should not be just about the makeup and this and that. It should be about your skill. You you need to, and you know, acting is like living somebody else's life for a few minutes. You should just put yourself into it and be able to feel a lot for the character that you're doing or the screen test that you're doing, whatever you're doing. Um, just have the power to feel. And I, I would say the power to feel, the ability to feel is what really um, brings the great actors separate them from the other actors. And um, that's it wholeheartedly. Don't doubt yourself, wholeheartedly put yourself into it. And um, and be nice. Always, you know, um, people who get a lot of chances, who are the ones who are nicer on the set, outside the camera shots. 
you have to be a nice person. You cannot be, uh, sorry to say, but a bitchy person. Or you cannot <laughs> be going tantrums and expecting great roles come to you. It doesn't happen that way. You have to be a good human. You know how it is like, you must have seen it. Like if somebody's Oh really yeah, the divas. To, oh my gosh. Nobody wants to deal with the divas. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, no, 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 don't be like a made-up diva. Don't do that. <laughs> and then what's worse, you know them, you know who I'm talking about, like the ones that are not even at diva status, but they try, they're like wannabe divas. They're like, you're even worse. <laughs> Why are you even throwing a tantrum? <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I remember everything is short-lived, you know? You're not going to stay very successful for long if you... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Okay, top two most important rules of owning your own pageant company. The most important rules is being uh, truthful about the purpose, why you're doing it. Uh, the, The why has to be compelling. It should be what you really want to do. Are you doing it to help other women? Are you doing it to make money? Are you doing it for whatever the reason you're doing it? You have to be to be very um, accepting of that. You cannot just make up something, then it doesn't run too long. And then networking. I can really say, because I have done these pageants and absolutely, you know, you need uh, the sponsors, you know, because all these things are expensive things. But then all the sponsors also can help you only if you are a genuine person, if you're doing it for a good reason. Um, I would say, yeah, that's very important, like everything else in life. And all these people, whoever comes in touch with you and all the participants, every, I mean, everybody can read between the lines. If you are doing for a different reason, making it believe like a different reason, you're lying. It, no, it, it doesn't last long. It gets caught. So no, I would say being very um, honest, truthful and doing it for a reason other than just your personal game. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, and then um, two ways to have the best nutrition in life. Um, Two ways, you said? Yeah, two ways to have the best nutrition in life. Have whole foods, not the store whole foods. I didn't mean that, but but have (laughs) whole foods. You know, when we eat like the like apple, any vegetables, any fruits or um, or any grains, any uh, protein. Uh, try not to have them processed and packaged in the stores. First, as, as much as possible, buy less. And of course, you know, we all buy, we need to, but don't have too much packaged food. Try to have it like that you prepare it, you know, make something out of it. But not have too much processed and saturated fat filled food that's like something one very important thing and uh, second um sugars stay away from processed sugars oh gosh that's a hard one for me (laughs) and yes and you know the the you can tell because when we are having uh 
um, candy or a dessert, then we crave that. We crave that the next day, the next day, and the next day. Try to limit that. Do try to stay away from processed sugar. Of course, we can have some sugar. It's impossible not to have any sugar. But I think if you keep in mind these two things: less yeah. processed food and less sugar, perhaps they can go a long way. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, so the little game portion, I'll ask you one scenario. Um, it'll be a unique scenario, and then you can tell me how you would navigate through that situation. Okay, I'm nervous <laughs> and excited. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so playing catwalk through this, the scenario is it's, it's the main show day of Miss Punjaban. Everything is going smooth. All the girls are ready. Seconds before needing to go on stage, one of your contestants has a meltdown backstage, suffering from very bad stage fright. She says she can't do it. Her name was just announced on stage, and she's backstage frozen, freaking out, not able to go out for her turn. How do you handle this? Oh my god! <laughs> I know it's a little, it's a little intense and extra. Very <laughs> intense. Okay, I I do prepare all our participants before. I, I of course I'm not going to the scenario yet, but but I tell them that you know when you're going on stage, don't tell yourself to be calm. Don't tell yourself to be you know just breathe and be calm. No, don't. It doesn't work. You're not going to do yoga. You're going on stage. So I tell them just before stepping on stage. Tell yourself, I'm excited. Get excited, and you know, say I'm excited to do this. When you say that, your face automatically changes, your smile changes, everything changes. So now, the scenario that you told me, oh my God, I, I this is not. So I, I think I think I would remind. The name is already announced. Yeah, it's like everyone out there is waiting for her, and it's just blank. Nobody has come on stage. Oh God, I think I would I would I would take her with me on stage. Oh I would gosh, say, so I would say let's go come on stage and let's have fun. Get excited. We're going to rock it. Oh, my so God, I'll, that's so sweet. I'll, go on, I'll go on stage with her. Just a few steps and then I'll just leave her. <laughs> yeah. She's in emotion. Hopefully. <laughs> Honestly, if I was her, this made-up character, if I was her, I would feel so comfortable if, if that's how you handled it because I think that would make any contestant feel confident again. Oh, thank you. So hopefully, hopefully that's what will work. I, I really want that to work. <laughs> well, on that note, Kimmy, I will let you go. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come on the podcast. I feel like you have shared such inspiring pieces of advice and just, you know, parts of your journey so many women from so many different industries, not only somebody that's an actress or in pageants or nutrition, everything that you said can be applied to everyone, honestly, because you really talk about being a good, genuine person. You talk about looking out for your health so that you're able to achieve your goals in life. And you talk about, you know, being successful, starting from the mind, from your mindset. So I really appreciate you sharing all of that on the podcast today. And I think that this was a lovely interview that's going to inspire so many people. Thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for all the compliments. I <laughs> Yes, and um, and I'm, I'm sure you do the same. Like I have seen you doing your stuff in a very beautiful way, thank and you. Uh, thank you for having this podcast. And really, this helps a lot of people. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can you just share um, if, you know, uh, listeners want to keep up with your pageant or anything that you're doing, any upcoming projects, what is the best way for them to follow you online? I think Instagram, perhaps, you know, they can message me anytime. Um, and the Instagram is Kimmy.Verma, K-I-M-I dot V-E-R-M-A. Um, and I get all the messages and I do read them. Well, thank you so much, Kimmy. Thank you so much again. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I can't wait to see you again. Some event, someday. I know we'll meet again somewhere. And I just can't wait to connect with you again. Thank you. Likewise, I want to see you soon. Hopefully, <laughs> soon, very soon. Thank you so much for joining me on the Catwalk Through Life podcast. If you enjoy the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to check out the blog, www.catwalkthroughlife.com. You can also follow along on Instagram at Catwalk Through Life. Follow me, your host, at Rashi Stevens, or join the Catwalk Through Life Facebook group. And until the next episode, I've loved being your host. Bye.